0: Something's plaguing Ben Lyle's mind, causing him to have irrational, intrusive, and often disturbing thoughts. His fears and anxieties that he may hurt someone, or worse, may already have hurt someone, are taking over his life. His mind is a broken machine, causing him to relive the same terrifying nightmare over and over again. So goes the plot of Machine Man, an in-development movie that focuses on an individual with a disturbed mind. But Ben Lyle is not purely fictional. He's one of the estimated 2 to 3 million Americans, including myself, who must live with intrusive thoughts caused by obsessive-compulsive disorder. While much of popular culture likes to poke fun at what's known as OCD by portraying sufferers as mere eccentrics, OCD could be a debilitating, crippling mental illness that costs people their jobs, their friends, their marriages, and sometimes their lives. Well, writer-director Kelly Madison is out to correct misconceptions about OCD. Her film project, Machine Man, uses dramatic fiction and suspense to portray the real suffering caused by OCD while telling a story of hope. My guest this morning at the half of the hour will be Kelly Madison. She's the writer and director of a film project titled Machine Man, and uh, it is uh, an amazing idea that she has. It's an amazing script, and uh, we'll talk to her about obsessive compulsive disorder, myth, and reality, and uh, about her efforts to educate the masses through entertainment while changing the popular stereotype of OCD as something humorous, comical, and, uh, dare I say, quirky. Kelly Madison, writer-director of Machine Man on today's Justice or Just Us, where we take a really close look at the devastating illness of obsessive-compulsive disorder.
1: My name is Kelly Madison, and I'm a filmmaker, and I'm here to tell you about a very special project that I'm working on called Machine Man. Machine Man is a screenplay that I wrote that is about a man struggling with a very serious debilitating disorder called obsessive-compulsive disorder my goal that I have with this film is to take away the stigma associated
2: with people who have obsessive-compulsive disorder I had a lot of fear of coming out speaking about OCD you know I don't share my OCD
3: with anybody I was so stigmatized by society and the notion of seeking mental health help that I spent thousands of dollars out of my own pocket To avoid leaving an insurance paper trail
2: as a result of a lot of shame and embarrassment there are many patients who won't come into therapy they just can't do it their shame is so great and this is really quite horrible because their illness is so treatable if they get proper help another
1: goal that i have with making machine man is to illuminate other aspects of
2: ocd that are not as commonly known it goes from you know, harming thoughts, to molestation, to scrupulosity, to perfectionism, to cleaning, to mental images. I think it's not only important, but absolutely necessary that a feature film is made depicting patients with OCD, and in particular, fear of harming others or themselves.
4: We don't know enough about OCD as a society, and I think
1: that's what scares a lot of people, and I think the film could really help to change that. Presenting a character who struggles with this disorder in a film is just a great way to bring it to the forefront of social consciousness.
3: I think it's really important for the public to see that mental illness is not just those extreme cases uh, that we all see on street corners in a busy city or that we all see inside mental institutions.
1: If we can raise awareness and what OCD really is. These are the signs, these are the thoughts, these are the the symptoms, and people can recognize it, then they can go get help.
3: And a film like Machine Man that can shine a light on this disorder and help depict it as something that impacts people across all cross-sections of life, I think that's going to go a really long way in not only increasing the dialogue, but providing hope for people who have this disorder and might not even know it until they recognize themselves in a film like this one.
1: There have been other films, beautiful films done that have touched on certain elements of OCD but there has yet to be a film to focus the entire
2: storyline on a man's everyday struggle and anxiety. What I think is so unique about Kelly is that she is reaching out to the mainstream public to help fund this movie. So that means Anyone who is diagnosed with obsessive-compulsive disorder or knows someone who has it can be an active participant in this movie-making process.
1: In order for us to accomplish our goal and to make this beautiful film, we need your help. We need people to come together as a community, give whatever you can give, be it
2: $10, $50, $100, every bit counts. And my hope is that people will believe in her, just as I do, and make donations.
3: Whenever I do any form of outreach in the OCD community, the bottom line message is this. There is help, there is hope.
2: I really do feel doing a film and everybody coming together as a community would definitely help save many lives.
3: One of the things that I so appreciate about the script for Machine Man is that it ultimately leaves the audience with a sense of hope.
2: It's absolutely necessary that we have this movie made. Join
1: us in this beautiful journey of telling a very special story that is going to change or save lives.
0: And uh, writer-director Kelly Madison uh, joins us this morning on KUCI's Justice or Justice. Good morning, Kelly.
4: Good morning. How are
0: you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us and for shedding light on this important topic. Before we uh, we got you on the line, we were uh, hearing a lecture um, about OCD, but it was a rather... Um, clinical lecture talking about, you know, brain chemistry and so on and so forth. So uh, for our listeners, uh, I was wondering if you could begin by uh, describing for listeners, to the best of your ability, uh, the nature of OCD in in layman terms. What is it? How does it manifest? Uh, Things of that nature.
4: Sure. Absolutely. It's a basic anxiety disorder, but it's quite severe. And it's characterized by these intrusive thoughts, which then turn into obsessions, and then the person can eventually develop a need to perform these repetitive or ritualistic behaviors called compulsions to try to uh, alleviate their obsessions, but obviously the process doesn't work
0: very well. Why, Why doesn't it work very well?
4: Well, the reason why—and I don't want to go off on a, t- a tangent here, but um, I could easily do so. On many, but the reason why I titled my movie Machine Man is because their brain is like a machine, and in the case of someone with OCD, their machine, their brain is broken. So, um, so I thought that's why the title struck me. So, in other words, if if there's a if there's a normal functioning brain, you know, like I have, hopefully, because um, <laughs> I don't have a OCD, I guess I'm lucky enough. A thought can pop into my mind and then it could leave and I could go about my day, but what happens with people that have OCD, a thought pops into their brain and it gets stuck in there, so then they start obsessing about it and they can't get rid of it, but it is a neurological problem with the brain, so that's why it's, it's very difficult to treat and sometimes, or quite often, I should say, difficult to diagnose. Um, In certain cases with harming thoughts and scrupulosity, which is going down a whole other path, um, there's different kind of categories of what OCD is, and the general public is usually aware of the stereotypical version of OCD, which is germophobia, hand-washing, checking, um, things that you see on the TV show Monk, which people think are really funny, and things that you might see a little bit of Jack Nicholson's character and as good as it gets, but... If you kind of talk to the uh, the OCD community that are really struggling with this uh, behavior, I mean, first of all, it's not funny, which is why I wanted to make a film that the tone was very serious in nature and, and, like you know, like I said in the video, illuminated the anxiety that someone goes through because it's really not funny, and I don't understand how it became this kind of comedic thing in the general media, but...
0: You know, it's interesting. In the the, the video clip, uh, it was Dr. Don Jeffries we were listening to, and uh, it was a 2011 uh, lecture, so uh, certainly recent. And one of the statistics, and I tried to jot it down really quickly, is that OCD is now ranked as one of the top ten uh, disabling diseases. And uh,
4: I've heard number I've heard number two next to depression. Wow. Um, as far as mental disorders are concerned, I've heard it's like the second in the nation plaguing people. I mean, people are literally crawling out of the closet with this disorder. I don't, and, and worldwide too. We're starting to get uh, emails from India and Australia and China and Canada, which the Canadians are really frustrated up there because they don't have any help and even rural parts of the U.S they don't have any help, but the U.S. is definitely, certainly more educated than the rest of the world,
0: but yeah. And, and what's interesting about that is, I mean, I, I think a lot of us could remember uh, a few years ago when um, Rush Limbaugh was, uh, I don't even want to say poking fun, when Rush Limbaugh was mocking Michael J. Fox's uh, Parkinson's disease, and you know there was that, uh, I don't know if you remember that, but he did that.
4: No, God, that's terrible.
0: That obnoxious clip. Well, Michael J. Fox was criticizing the war or George W. Bush or whatever it was, and so Rush Limbaugh was mocking um, Michael J. Fox on his radio show and uh, it became kind of a, a YouTube video clip that everybody was watching and being outraged with. My point is that... If it yes. were cancer, we wouldn't be mocking it. If it were right. HIV or AIDS, we wouldn't be mocking it. If it were, you know, really any other disease, we wouldn't be mocking it. But when it's things like mental illness that, you know Yes. I, I you know, understandably there's there's a lack of, of understanding and yet it becomes right. the fodder for um for programs like monk or for you know, comic relief, if you will, from an otherwise great film called as good as it gets and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and yet I, I I really like the um, the metaphor um, or analogy of a machine, and so when people have these intrusive thoughts uh, the the compulsion as as you pointed out the the obsession is the thought, and the compulsion is uh, a means of eradicating or canceling out this this negative thought and it 's almost like. You know... There was a Far Side, uh, you know, the Far Side comics. I just remember there was a Far Side comic way back when, where there are two mm-hmm. people stranded on a deserted island, and there's a payphone there, and the caption is, "For the you know hundredth time, I don't have a quarter," you know, and it's like you keep checking for a coin, but of course <laughs> okay. you're not going to get off the island. It's like it's like you're spinning your wheels over and over. Your battery's dead, and you keep trying to turn on the motor, and th- the fact that the battery's dead is the obses- the obsessive reality. Um, of course, the thoughts aren't real, but the compulsion is to keep doing something over and over to no end. And is that yes. okay? Um, what are some of the the typical obsessive thoughts? You mentioned, you know, fear of germs. Uh, what are some of the others that uh, you've come across in your research?
4: Well, what's um, fascinating about this disorder is that it can manifest itself in literally millions of ways. It's, 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 un, it's really unaccountable, but there's generalizations, there's general categories, but people could get upset. For example, I was down at the International OCD conference this weekend, which is absolutely fascinating. And on another quick tangent, I love <laughs> I love being around these people. First of all, I find that people that struggle with OCD are very nice, lovely people. And also the doctors are really beautiful people, all of the people on the board of the International OCD Foundation. I just really enjoy them as human beings, which is um, a breath of fresh air from the film industry. <laughs> <Just> yes. <laughs> totally uh, different kind of crowd. But um, So I love being around all these doctors, and everyone just says, um, a general need to want to help other people, and that's what I want to do with film because I think film is a powerful medium, and I think I can actually affect severe change in people's lives if I can educate people and get the film out there. And and that's the beauty of film you can um, you can use that as a very powerful tool. But what was your question?
0: <laughs> uh, that's a, the it question. Was... What are some of the uh, what? Oh, yeah. What are some of the ways that? Um...
4: Yeah. That that's it right, man- it so they can manifest themselves in so many different ways. As one doctor, that's how I got on the tangent, she was saying this man, his obsession, he couldn't put his hands down. He had to keep them at a certain angle above his face. And I just, I mean, I could tell you a hundred stories that I've heard. Um, some people, this one poor, poor man struggling really severely with OCD, he can't sit down, and that's now causing, as you can imagine, I don't know what it is in his brain that makes him think, if I sit down, bad things are going to happen. Those are called harming thoughts which is also very common. So that's what I mean by they can manifest themselves in a million different ways. I'm sure you've heard people, maybe or maybe you have not, have heard people say, oh, if I go and open this door, my mom is going to die in a plane crash or something like that. They, They associate, if I do this behavior, what if a loved one gets hurt or something like that? And so... It can obviously be a million different things, but the general category is called harming thoughts. You're so fearful of hurting other people, in, either in society or your family members or your friends, that you start to obsess about thoughts like what if. It's called, um, sometimes it's also called the what if disorder. What if I do this? Bad things are going to happen. What if I don't wash my hands? I'm going to get, you know, so you can still associate the what if disorder with germophobia and hand washing and checking too. What if I don't check the stove again for the 18th time? Then the house is going to burn down. So that's why Jeff Bell, his second book, Jeff Bell was my inspiration primarily for making the movie. I read his book called Rewind, Replay, Repeat. Um, And then his second book is called When in Doubt, Make Belief. Because you're always doubting. And when you think about it in life, we all have those doubts. We never know what's going to happen in the next minute. That's why people look to religions and Buddhism and... We're all looking to things to provide us with safety and security that, that we're going to be okay from one minute to the next. That's why there's books like The Power of Now, which teaches you to try to be in the present and not let your mind take over and go and be living in the past or living in the future. And, you know, I mean, that we all suffer from our brains taking over, and OCD is just a little bit of an offshoot of that. I don't know if that makes any
0: sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. I want to remind listeners, they're in tune yep. KCI in Irvine. This is Justice or Justice. We're speaking with Kelly Madison, writer, director of, uh, among other things, a new film project titled Machine Man. And uh, I guess just to share a little bit about myself, I know that uh, you and I had an opportunity to correspond uh, through email, but um, I am a sufferer of, of OCD and... Uh, some of the the thoughts that that I have had you know more as as a child um have been the the harming thoughts so um and and there are right. often things that are that are um irreversible, so what I would do is anything that was that was finite or final if I was sealing an envelope um mm. and as I'm sealing the envelope and it's like a self addressed stamped envelope, so once it's sealed. You got to use it right. As I was sealing an envelope, I would have a horrible thought like "Your mother's going to die," and then of course, now what do you do? You rip open the envelope and I guess find a new one and readdress it yourself, or worse. If I'm at the post office and as I'm letting go of the envelope in the irretrievable big bin, you know that that uh, you have a, a negative thought. Y- you've got a, you know, your mind goes crazy. Um, there's yeah. also, you know, the you know. If I do this, uh, you know, I remember my grandfather had had um, bypass surgery when I was in high school, and I was kind of a goth kid, so, you know, I always would dress head to toe in black, and I remember the day he was having the surgery, I thought, well, I can't wear black, because black is the color of mourning, and maybe right. me wearing black, it's, it's magical thinking, um, but... But it's, and this isn't to say that contamination OCD or the kind of OCD that a character like Monk would have is not also debilitating, because of course it is. No, it, absolutely. But that it, it becomes fodder for for humor um, is is so distressing because it it really can be um, be crippling and um, uh, so it's it's really interesting. And then another one, of course, and I want to get to the film, but is uh, you know hyperscrupulosity. Where people right. e- either have, you know, intense—I um, don't want to say fear of religion, but fear of not having enough faith—or when we live in such a, you know, morally uh, prescribed society, where if you do anything outside of the margins of of what the law dictates or or what what morals dictate, then um, you're somehow a bad person. And uh, I guess those are just some some examples. Um, of.
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, I just want to say to you, like, you know, thanks for being brave enough just to talk about it, you know, on your radio station. And the, and the more people, that's, that's so amazing, because the more people can just go, yeah, I have these thoughts, and, you know, it kind of takes the weight off of it in society for having a stigma attached to the mental disorder. It doesn't take the weight off of what you're struggling through, but it just it allows people to have a dialogue about it, which is what Jeff Bell always says. Let's just, have, let's just keep dialoguing about it and, and taking the weight off of it so that when someone does approach you in your life and, and say, yeah, I've got OCD, everyone, you know, you have a general concept of what that is and go, oh, I, okay, I see where you're suffering, I'm so sorry, and how's it going? And, and it's, it's not this stigmatized disorder, which the reason why I think that is so important is because I feel like it stops people from going to get help. Um, and even as Jeff said in his video, for years he specifically avoided going to the doctors because he didn't want people to know what he was struggling with. He was ashamed and embarrassed, and why should we be ashamed and embarrassed of Our brains having a malfunction, just as you said, is similar to cancer. You're not going to be ashamed to go to the doctor um, and treat your cancer um, or or any other type of physical illness. You have to get it treated. Same thing with, with a mental illness, which is, you know, what I hope to accomplish with the project is just to help people have a better understanding that mental illness is just as legitimate, so to speak, as a physical illness, and we should treat it as such.
0: Well, let's introduce our listeners to Ben Lyle. <laughs> Who is Ben Lyle?
4: He's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a fictional character in the screenplay that I, after researching for at least a year, uh, reading every book under the sun and every article, and talking to all these top doctors, I, I was able to come up with a character, and I feel I um, I hope I'm portraying it as authentically as possible. Um, so far, the experts have you know given me their endorsements, and um, so yeah, he's a great guy, and struggling with OCD, of course, and he's in love with with Mira in the screenplay, and. Um, his best friend, he's actually in love with her, and the reason why I wanted to make it a love story is I feel like love is a very powerful, um, force that gives a lot of people encouragement to fight, fight what they're going through as opposed to just giving up,
1: you know?
0: So, one of the things that, and I want to let listeners know, um, that there is a trailer for the film project that, uh... (laughs) is is not uh, radio-friendly because of uh, one of the seven words that uh, George Carlin reminded us of, but uh, do check it out, and the website... Oh, is
4: that why it's not radio-friendly? That's why it's not (laughs)
0: radio-friendly. And there are two websites, and I forget which one. One is, of course, madisonfilms.com, which will probably take you to the trailer. The other one is machinemanthemovie.com.
4: Yeah, that's right. Machinemanthemovie.com. And yeah. so, uh,
0: wait till the end of the program, and then definitely go uh, go check out the trailer. And then we'll also give information on how you could help uh, bring this film project to simply. We could drop the word "project" and have it be called a film. So we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, one of the things that the 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 trailer shows is uh, um, Ben driving in his car, and uh, we heard this in the clip uh, in the clip. Uh, the lecture that we had with Dr. Don Jeffries, driving, and then he, he hits a person. He's driving on a, on a deserted road, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes a human being that uh, our, our uh, protagonist, Jeff, uh, I'm sorry, Jeff was the, <laughs> the doctor, that our protagonist, Ben, <laughs> um, Ben hits, and then he gets out of his car and, and looks to see if the person is okay, and of course, there's no one in the road. And Ben starts to think that he is losing his mind. Talk about um, hit and run OCD and why you chose that. Because I think that's a a, it really, you know, it's it's very distressing, but it is also um, a really good uh, obsession for a film narrative.
4: Yeah, it's also cinematic. That's what I thought. So, well, first of all, just to clarify. In the trailer, he hits a bump in the road first, and this was really important for the experts to make sure that I got right in my film. And, uh, sorry, I specifically made an adjustment. So someone's driving along, they hit a bump, a pothole, run over a can, whatever it is, they hit something first... Get out of the car, check the car, there's nothing there. When they get back in, they start to go into what some people call visual playbacks. yes and they said so, so then the hitting of the human being then becomes just in his imagination. so he thought and I and I specifically show that he passes a hitchhiker. Earlier on, and then he remembers to himself, well, maybe I hit that hitchhiker. So, again, we have to remember OCD is the what-if disorder. So what if I did? Was that him? Did I run over him in the road? And then then I show it in in cinema because that's his brain – His imagination can get so real that he feels like he sees the actual hitchhiker. And, you know, that's what I've heard of when I've talked to people who suffer from this, which I've heard you call it hit and run. Some people call it MVO, motor vehicle obsession. So um, it's interesting the little names that get picked up for these things. But, yeah, so he hits a bump first. Then his imagination, it can go, you know, to a hundred different things. Maybe he you know, thinks that he hit the hitchhiker, then maybe in the next one, which we don't show on the trailer, he thinks he hit the baby carriage, or what if I hit an animal? You know, so it can just keep going because he's trying to remember what happened, and then fears kind of enter that equation. But, yes, to go back to what you were saying, when I was doing my research, the first thing I thought of, not only is this an extremely common, out of probably millions of people have this MBO or hit-and-run not only is it extremely common but i thought it was beautifully cinematic because you can you're you're heading someone and it's just it's striking and shocking and one of the challenges that i have with this film is to make it as completely commercial as it can be but then also educate at the same time so a lot of people for example ask me oh so you're making a movie on ocd is that a documentary and i respond no it's not a documentary it's a, it's a straight up commercially viable narrative picture and the reason for that is there has been documentaries done on OCD already and there's documentaries done on lots of things that don't, you know, unfortunately, I love docs myself, but unfortunately they don't get seen by the general public and they don't get a wide theatrical release, if a theatrical release at all. So my intention was if I really want to educate the general public, why not make a narrative picture that um, can get it as wide of a theatrical release as possible that's going to, you know, hit more people and educate them at the same time? So what I really am enjoying about this process, and the script is evolving as I'm doing the trailer because the trailer it kind of hit me while I was making it, that I can still be subtle with the OCD, like um, Diane Davy when she saw the trailer, she's the president of the uh, foundation, she said, I love that it's so subtle. You don't really know that it's OCD. It, it's compelling. In other words, it, it still is a mystery, and you find out later in the script what he's struggling with, but you, you're not hand-feeding the audience. You're allowing them to take a journey that is like really cinematically exciting and then educating them at the same time.
0: Well, and if I could piggyback off that, um, when, when I posted the, the show topic yesterday, um, I, re- I I took a little bit from, from the website, but uh, under the show description, I didn't say it was a show about OCD, and so... I simply wrote, something is plaguing Ben Lyle's mind, causing him to have irrational, intrusive, and often disturbing thoughts. His fears and anxieties that he may hurt um, hurt someone, or worse, may have already hurt someone, are taking over his life. His mind is a broken machine, causing him to relive the same terrifying nightmare over and over again. And then I said, so goes the plot of Man Machine, an in-development movie that focuses on an individual with a disturbed mind. But Ben Lyle is not purely fictional. He's one of the estimated 2 to 3 million Americans... Uh, who must live with intrusive thoughts caused by obsessive-compulsive disorder. And so, like, before you... That's
4: wonderful. Before that's, that's beautiful. Th- and
0: I think that that's what your trailer does, and I think that's what your film does. It sounds like the work of science fiction or, or some kind of, you know, um, right. psychological drama, but it's right. real. And it's not, you know, it's not, um, you know, any of the the pseudo-documentaries. I mean... I love the the genre reality TV because, you know, they don't even call it a documentary. They call it reality TV, which is really funny because if it were were in fact real, they would probably just call it a documentary, but you've got, you know, the same channels that are bringing you Real Housewives of Orange County are bringing you, you know, mm-hmm. the, o- the OCD project or Hoarders or so forth. And you don't get inside the, the suffering of the the patient. You don't get inside the mind of the patient. You watch these people behaving eccentrically, and you yeah. think, and it's almost they're their characters set up to be mocked and what right. what your trailer does and uh you know again we've we've talked off the air, um, is really show the kind of struggle. When I try to describe to people what O. C D is like, I always describe it as one of those Looney Tunes cartoons, you know, the Bugs Bunny or Roadrunner, whenever like the anvil falls on their head, the kind of ghost of Bugs Bunny hovers above and is like watching. The body recovered. You know what I'm, you know, the typical cartoon. um, Right. And to me, that's what it's like. I am watching my brain act irrationally. I know there's no fear. And, and I'm aware of it. The rational part of my brain, or it's like that classic Seinfeld episode where, where uh, Jerry Seinfeld's libido is playing chess with his brain and whoever wins decides you know, whether you date this woman or not. It's like a split personality. And uh, without giving away too much, I believe one of the, the narratives in the, uh, in, in the film or in the trailer um, is uh, Ben Lyle keeps thinking he's seeing his double. Is that correct? Is that what the subway um, scenes are? No.
4: I don't think so. Okay, no. well,
0: well, there's no, an idea is, for you. Is, he's <laughs> devil,
4: but that reminds me of that movie, Another Earth, that there's a, yes, a double person. So on who the is, other who, other is Earth who is again,
0: just, I encourage listeners to check out the film trailer at machinemanthemovie.com or dot .org? Dot com, dot .com, yeah.
4: Machinemanthemovie.com. He
0: keeps seeing someone on a subway. That he keeps
4: bumping. Oh, in. that guy! Yeah, that's again his repetitive. Uh, <clears throat> he hits someone, and and in the in the script, you'll see, it gets pretty dramatic. He hits someone on the subway, and then he he fear. You know, you know, you're you know, you got a crowded subway platform, and you bump yes. into someone. He bumps into someone, and then he starts fearing. Oh my God! What if I hurt that person? And it manifests itself so much in the script. He ends up pushing that guy off the subway platform, and he gets. Splattered by a train, Got it. which I know sounds really dramatic, but it is because it's cinema. Um, but that's what an OCD person could potentially go to, you know.
0: It is uh, an amazing. Um, it is an amazing trailer. It's presented in a really serious way, but while still being entertaining. And uh, how you are managing to do that is uh, is quite a feat. Now, have you? Um, have you pitched this to folks in Hollywood, and uh, what has been the response, either from studios or from uh, celebrity backers or from production
4: companies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've got to be honest. Um I'm, I'm so delighted to say that I haven't had, like, a single ounce of negative feedback from the trailer. Like, usually people in Hollywood have notes and, oh, we don't like this and change that and whatever, but I, I just keep getting, your trailer's great, wow, amazing, compelling. Like, yeah, I'm getting amazing feedback, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy to make the film from here. Um, it's still quite a challenge, so I've got it out to some different... Um, you know studios and independent companies that I'm setting up meetings with and they're all giving me positive feedback but the reality is I think that they want me to attach an A-list talent first and so I'm going to that's my next step in the process while I'm continuing to attempt to raise funds um, I'm trying to get the script out to some of the top you know A-listers and um, get them to read it and, and and go from there so that that is the challenge but I do have some contacts and I'll take I'll take it kind of one person at a time and we've got it out to someone right now and then that usually takes about anywhere from two to three weeks to get a response and then you have to move on. So this is how it ends up being where a film could take years to make. But you just have to really believe in it and be tenacious and, and keep going. And I wanted to just tangent off of what you said earlier really quick about reality TV. I think it's so important to mention why I think a film on this topic could be so uh, profound because, yes, when you have a reality TV show, think about our, our world these days in our society. We are glorifying people by making fun of them with the Kardashians, with Jersey Licious or whatever you want to call them, all these people that we're glorifying, which I think is actually quite dangerous for the children of our society, but that's a whole other topic. Um, same thing with putting people that have OCD on television in a, a show like Obsessed or OCD Project. It's more like they're in a cage, like lab rats, and you're looking at them and going, oh, God, like, look at them, they're so crazy, or whatever your thoughts might be, it's, it's removed from you, right? And, so, and you're thinking, oh, those people, you know, oh, look at their lives, and you're judging and whatever, that, whatever the case may be, what you're thinking. But with a feature film, if you're falling in love, this is why it's so important for me that the character of Ben Lyle is so likable. Um, you have to fall in love with him, and therefore, it's going to invoke empathy. And that's such the key for us in life, right, with relating to each other as human beings. You have to have empathy for others in the world. That takes away the judgment. That takes away the stigma and the shame because you're going, oh, my God, poor guy. He's been so wonderful, and, I, and you're rooting for the character. You want him to fall in love with the girl. You want him to get the girl. You want So if I do my job right as a filmmaker. All of those things are going to happen, and that's how you're going to change the perception of OCD in the world.
0: And uh, that's such a great note to... to wrap up on before we get to how people can uh, can help out the project when we watch these quote unquote reality programs we're voyeurs when we watch something like uh, Man Machine we are experiencing OCD it's from, called
4: Machine Man by the way I'm <laughs> sorry Machine Man I know I keep getting them,
0: <laughs> them, them, them okay, uh, backwards you're calling
4: it Man Machine <laughs> yes
0: Machine Man and it's staring right in front of me um, so maybe I've got dyslexia too but I'm not trying to yeah, make fun of dyslexia it's That's the, not a, okay but that <laughs> right That's, that's <laughs> nothing wrong with that but um, yeah (laughs) Uh, when we watch reality programs we're voyeurs when we watch uh, uh, Machine Man we are experiencing OCD through the eyes of the protagonist and I think that that's the right. fundamental contribution, uh, aside from d- depicting the the, the terror, uh, the crippling aspect of it, but that you're allowing audiences to identify with the protagonist and to experience mental illness from that um, you know first person perspective, albeit through the the, uh, the the medium of film, and uh, as, yeah, as someone absolutely. who has. Uh, uh, lived close to 38 years with uh, with this illness, though certainly not not terribly for 38 years. Um, I really want to thank you for this uh, important project. How can people help make this uh, film project a reality?
2: Well,
4: um, people can do several things. Would be really helpful if you know any amazing A list talent you know, give me, a, give me a shout, email me, my email is on the website, um, otherwise if, you have, if anyone has any access to funder, you know, funding or investors, if someone's interested in investing in film, that's awesome, we would love to hear from you, otherwise if you want to go to the site and make a donation, um, we're attempting to raise money by donation too, as well as maybe we would raise a million off of donations and a million off of investing, that, that would be a great formula. Kind of just whichever way we could skin the cat, in other words, to make this movie. I'm just doing whatever I humanly possibly can to make this film. So uh, go to the site and, you know, even if you can only give $10, that's helpful. Buy a T-shirt, which there's, you know, $20 on the site to get a T-shirt, which is a good way to advertise the film and support it. And then I guess lastly is just to spread the word. So if you can go to your Facebook friends and tell everyone, hey, check this out. It looks like a really great project with a great cause, uh, send out email blasts, you know, spread the word on the, on the campus, you know, things like that, just tell everyone, because in this day and age with um, social media and, and viral presence on the Internet is so powerful. I mean, look at all of the change that's going on in the world in the Middle East because of Facebook. So, um, you know, spreading the message virally can be so powerful. We can actually potentially make this film... Uh, by by donation only. I, I always think of the formula. If we had 200,000 people that gave $20, we could make a movie by donation, but, which has never been done before. But, so is, there's a lot of different ways you can help.
0: It is called Machine Man, not Man Machine. It's right in front of you. Machine Man. Check it out at machinemanthemovie.com. Um, Madison Films, you could check that out at madisonfilms.com. Uh, Kelly Madison, I want to thank you so much for this important project, and uh, I hope we can uh, stay in touch as the uh, project develops.
4: Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. To help spread the word, I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, and uh, have a good rest of the day.
4: You too. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye. And uh, that is just about going to wrap it up for Justice or Just Us today. Do check it out. It's a real important project, MachineManTheMovie.com. The docket coming up in about one minute. So uh, thanks to Evan for letting me uh, go over just a couple of minutes. And uh, with that, this is KUCI's Justice or Just Us, wishing each and every one of you peace.